Oh, hey. Welcome in. This is the Hot Take Podcast live version. Once again, coming at you here through Twitter and joined as usual, the OG of the Hot Take Podcast, Mr. Stephen Taroni. Welcome to the show, sir. Dude, I'm super excited. Uh, we are live tonight. We are doing a mock draft. It's draft season. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's no draft doubt. season. So, no doubt. You know, we have some great guests on tonight. Uh, we're going to be introducing the doctor. You know, a lot of people that are watching this met the doctor in Canton, but now they're going to see him every week, and I'm very excited to bring him on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, we're coming at you guys. We're rolling five deep on this episode of the Hot Take Podcast. Uh, real quick, before we get started, I just want to remind you guys, you can catch me at Josh Daly 72 was nice enough to go ahead and just drop that below for you guys. And uh, same with the professor, his handles right over here for you guys. And uh, don't forget to follow Steve already let into it. Uh, the newest newest edition of the Hot Take crew. He's referring to none other then Dr. Berman. Berm, welcome to your debut episode of The Hot Take. No pressure. Oh, of course not. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I am so pumped to be on, finally, uh, after so many, many attempts of trying to be on. And I'm, I'm excited for the season. Uh, I mean, I, it's, it's football season. How could oh, yeah. anything be better? Thanks for reminding me. We've tried to get you on before. It hasn't worked out. When Meanie and Debro were on, I thought it was a perfect opportunity. We're in the bro down, obviously, the three of us with Meanie. thought that would be the great time. I think we're all going to have to get together soon. But honestly, you know, look, you guys might not know his face. You're going to know his face. The guy wins money. That's all he does. So we got a sharp, sharp alert. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Let's get our other great guests in here. Yeah, absolutely. Let me go ahead and bring up uh, first a uh, gentleman that you guys might know from the Hustle podcast with Dwayne McFarlane. And uh, now you can catch him on the weekends, I believe, 3 to 5 p.m. on SiriusXM for PFF. Is that correct, Mr. Drake? Yeah, they just, they've, uh, they like me so much, they gave me a paycheck and told me to show up on the weekends. <laughs> hey that's not bad that's a, that sounds like a decent gig to me my friend so definitely appreciate it uh referring to mr brian drake welcome to the show my friend and uh uh the funny thing is uh, i'm gonna go ahead and bring in our other guest here uh the five of us were actually at the pro football hall of fame uh so it's weird that we're all kind of in the same room at but the same damn time yeah that's right and now it's happening again for the second time in two weeks i can't believe it i'd these stats are just blowing my mind. Uh, but <laughs> Mr. Kevin Tompkins, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. I tried to avoid you guys, but I just keep running into you. So, I mean, it's just fate at this point. It's tough, man. We're hawking all over the place. Um, you know, we're, we're all about that action, boss. So it's, it's <laughs> happening. Once we have you in, in our grasp, we don't let go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm all right with it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and, and also i gotta give a quick shout out to kevin you see the megatron jersey behind me uh if you guys check out kevin's video on youtube and see all the awesome jerseys behind him uh kevin's the one that actually his tutelage was was what helped me get the megatron jersey on the wall not not bad i think i did okay for my first time it's like i give it like an eight out of ten so um but a big shout out to my man kevin there and uh, again happy you're joining the show my friend uh tonight we are getting into a little, you know, everybody's talking about the sleepers. We're going on sleeper, uh, whether using the app or the desktop version, and we're doing a little mock draft tonight. 
And uh, Professor, do you want to fill the folks in on what's going on with the mock draft? Yeah, it's simple. It's a one QB league. Um, so a lot of us are used to super flex at this point. Uh, Berm, we were in a draft uh, draft night out where it was a controversial at the last second. Like, wait, is it one QB? Is it super flex? <laughs> it was like at the horn. Patrick Mahomes had already been drafted at the 101. It was chaos. This is one QB, guys. So, you know, I think most standard leagues have this. Um, it's pretty typical PPR. And, you know, I think draft strategy is important today. That This is what we're going to be focusing on with this draft. Uh, pretty straightforward. That There's really nothing else to talk about uh, as far as the league format. Yeah, 100%. So, and, you know, hey, don't feel bad. You know, we, we had to pause. We had to pause the draft uh, last night, you know, on, uh, on Mark's show. Shout out uh, at Primetime Mock. Uh, you guys should check out uh, Mark's stuff. He was on here last week with uh, Steve and myself. But uh, these things happen, man. So we're we're going to go ahead, and I think we should just get the draft rolling. Let's do it. Uh, right. Tompkins, you're, you're at the 101, bud. Let's, uh, let's get it popping. All right. So we are officially up, and Kevin is on the clock. Uh, no surprise there with the CMC action. Pretty straightforward. I went ahead and put the draft up on the screen so you guys can kind of follow along with us. And, you know, there's there's a few things to kind of be aware of uh, in the Sleeper app. Uh, you know, when you guys are going through here, there's definitely some rankings discrepancies. Uh, would, would, would any of you gentlemen some. like to speak on that? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I'll throw it to you first, man. Well, I'm on the clock right here. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara at, at the one three, and that that wasn't a pick that I was necessarily that high on until I, I heard the Jameis Winston news. But yeah, the rankings on here with sleeper. I mean, guys, come on, we got to get get our act together here. They've got like Patrick Mahomes as the 15th overall player. They just have it listed as kind of like a one through you know 200. Uh, you know, I got Stefan Diggs here at like number 11. It's just it, it's all wacky unless you want to organize it by position here i don't know it just it doesn't look good to me yeah there's definitely some some big outliers when it comes to you know kind of where these guys are ranked here on the site uh, I, I don't have any rankings downloaded to sleeper but um definitely something that i've noticed for sure um professor so, I thought I was so, just so tompkins, to yeah tompkins goes you know mccaffrey so you know i mean standard stuff here but i love camara going to Brian Drake here. So with Jameis, is, was that enough to put him at three or was he already at three for you? He was not. I mean, the, truth be told, my big home league that I care so much about, I have the one three and it's next Saturday. So this is great practice for me. That's why I chose this spot. But <laughs> I'm still torn. I might take Aaron Jones at the one three. I think with his passing down role and the way they use him in the red zone, there's no reason to think he can't be a top five back and just because you're drafting at the one three doesn't mean you think this guy's going to finish you know as the third best back but really you're, you just want someone in the first round who's going to finish in the top seven let's say first 10 to seven all right now i'm back up on the clock here let's see what uh sleepers throwing at me you know and that guy should probably have a chance at the number one and alvin Kamara certainly has that i mean you know, it, it, it does make some difference. I mean, Josh, we were, did our over-under show, and Alvin Kamara, you know, you did the 80.5. You know, <laughs> is that over or under? You know, and he's had 81 receptions. Um, but with Taysom Hill, that would change. And it would change just because he will 
run the ball instead of dumping it down to the running back. Even with Michael Thomas not being there, I think that Michael Thomas not being there actually, you know, levels that out kind of, but still in his tendencies, Hill will not check down as much as Jameis will. So. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, Hill showed a tendency at times, even with some, some pretty wide open receivers that, you know, he was just going to kind of take the ball where he wanted to take it on the ground. So you know, I don't know if that's just being overly cautious or uh, being too much of a game manager, but you know, it's, he, he does offer, you know, that mobility that we love, you know, in fantasy, but at the same time, it's uh, I think, you know, me personally, me and a lot of other people I know in the fantasy community, personally, I think we're, we're kind of pulling for Jameis. You know, we, we all like the YOLO ball yeah. as much as we like the mobility. We like the YOLO balls too. So Berm, talk to us about D hop there at uh two eleven. Dude, he's a, he's a talent. I mean, he's always been consistent. Um, he's still going to get a great amount of the target share, of course. Um, number one guy there. Um, I just think he's going to have a great season like last year. Um, I think yeah. here I'm going to go, let's see, a running back wide receiver. Um, might double up with a wide receiver uh, if my guy is still there. Oh, wow. Oh. He got sniped right before. Uh, oh, Tom can land in a room I'm in. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, you put yourself there, bro. The gauntlet's yeah. been thrown. That yeah, that is nice. That's a nice little trifecta there. I, I like what's happening. Yeah, Speaking of double wide receiver, I mean, Kevin goes Justin Jefferson and Lamb. And I mean, that with Christian McCaffrey, the receptions are going to be insane there. Yeah, and I talked about that last night on primetime mock. Uh, you know, I took CD. I got I got CD Lamb way later than this, and it's just you know that it, this is. I mean, if you want him, you got to take him over in this area. That two three turn. I mean, you, it's you don't don't wait for yeah. the sleeper rankings. I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, I love Kevin's team so far with CMC, J Jeff, and CD. Yeah, that 101 is the clear advantage as far as the draft slots and being able to get McCaffrey and double tap any combination of wide receivers or even, you know, Waller is, you know, sometimes in consideration there too, or even Kittle. Uh, But being able to double tap wide receiver there, especially with Lamb, now Michael Gallup is likely going to be the one that's coming off the field in two wide receivers. So, you know, that's just going to be wheels up for Lamb. I think Lamb is a a big decision point between him and Keenan Allen now, as far as two wide receivers, do you want the safety and consistency of Allen? Do you want the upside of lamb and a high volume offense? I mean, there's no wrong pick there, but you know, I'll go lamb here. Yeah. The other part I like about picking one-on-one personally is, you know, when you get these stud receivers here in the first couple, two, three rounds, I mean, it seems like you always have your pick when it comes to you around the turn you know, the next couple uh, or after the next turn, you know, you get kind of whatever quarterback you're looking at you is there usually if you were trying to stack up those elite options too. So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of possibilities when you're picking from the one-on-one spot. Yep. Yeah. So when I look at Kevin and Dan's team, I mean, you got like the two receivers, the, you know, you have like kind of like the older veteran receivers and then you have the younger sophomore guys. Um, so that's the decision you're making there. Um, and I think the new hotness obviously is going to get, you know, like the juice, like going in the draft season. But 
DeAndre Hopkins is going for his fourth straight season with 100 catches. You know, Keenan Allen is a 100-catch guy. And what happens if their touchdowns just go to 10, which Hopkins has done that three times in his career. Um, and, you know, Hopkins had 13 red zone targets last year. That's just not going to cut. That's as many as Zach Pascal. Gabe Davis had 15. I mean, it's it was kind of ridiculous. So I think they're actually, like as stubborn as Kingsbury is, I think they're going to rectify that just a little bit. And so I think Hopkins is just such a good value there, especially when you have receivers like DK, AJ Brown going before him in this in this draft. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about your team here for a little bit, Steve. You got to, I never see. Oh, I'm on the clock. Tech. I never see double tech the RBs, and so that's the way you went. And now you're at the turn again. Yeah, uh, this, is, this um, is very un, out of character and unlike you, sir. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I, I wanted to experiment with it. I mean, you get like just two studs to start. Um, and the problem with that, I've found the only problem with that, it's not necessarily that you can't sift value at receiver in the draft because you obviously can. Uh, it's just injury. If one of those backs gets injured, it changes the dynamic of your team and it affects, you know, as long as you're active, you can mitigate anything. But, you know, that's the only problem I found. Um, I'd like to go receiver, you know, heavy, but I think the anchor RB is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Last year with uh, those injuries with uh, Barkley and CMC, first two picks going out for the uh, well, majority of the season or the entire season, basically, with Barkley. Yeah, if you uh, – are really relying on that number one RB and they go down, that can absolutely just wreck that lead for you. I want to play devil's advocate here, though, because, you know, we've seen Tyreek Hill miss games. We've seen sure. Devontae Adams miss games. We've seen Julio Jones miss tons of games. Like, it's not like receivers don't get hurt. So, I mean, the name of the game is, yeah, ideally we, we don't want these running backs to get hurt, but it's the NFL. Anybody can get hurt. I mean, so, I mean, you could look at a team, and I've talked about this anchor running back system forever. Like, yeah, it's great to have McCaffrey, and then you can get all these studs or Cook and all these these great receivers. But, like, what if Cook or McCaffrey goes, I mean, you're done. You're, you're not going to win the league. Like, that, the whole point is to win the league, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're you're not coming yeah. back with a bunch of running backs you got in the eighth round. Yeah, I mean, the 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 structure of a team like this, I feel like that's very successful, regardless of what round. I think, obviously, you're going for the volume in within an RB. You want that stalwart running back in the first round. You need 300 touches. Uh, and then you get that guy, and then you load up what receiver, and then you can play the RB, too as like a pivot point every week on a weekly basis, you can stream that positions pretty much. Uh, and that's the makeup of a, of a good team. I think by getting the depth at both positions and you just, you, you play it like that. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, my bad, if I seem distracted, I didn't realize I timed out there. You guys, that's definitely a party foul <laughs> by me. Oh, wow. Um, I heard, I did hear that the host does get like one, one, uh, gimme. It's for... brutal trying to host and draft, <laughs> you have, man. It's you have both ran receivers. <laughs> I know. So I, that's that's just the way they had it. They had Cup up at uh, up at the top, but um, I was actually looking at uh, Lockett or DJ Moore in that spot. And then Brian, I noticed uh, you ended up taking Lockett, and then Kevin, you ended up taking DJ Moore. Um, so you guys are you guys are getting the guys I like. Um, I really do like what what Lockett offers 
you know, in that, in that position, getting him here the back end of the fourth round and same thing with DJ Moore, Kevin, what's kind of your expectation for, you know, DJ Moore and his role in the, uh, in the Panthers offense this year. So, I mean, DJ Moore is, I believe, one of two players in the last couple of years who have had a, over 1,175 yards, him and, uh, and Travis Kelsey. So DJ Moore doesn't need a lot to change within, you know, he he just needs a little bit of boost in touchdowns. Um, but Sam Darnold is a, a presumptive quarterback upgrade to Teddy Bridgewater. And I would say, even though Darnold has had some issues with the deep ball, um, you know, just I think he can improve with um, better talent around him and Joe Brady. So I don't think that he needs that much. If you combine what he did last year, where he was running more of the deep routes the year before with a lot of the short to intermediate and, you know, being able to run the ball a little bit, if he can combine that, there's no reason why that he can't be the Stefan Diggs of this year. Um, and, and, and I have him as a wide receiver one because of that. I think, you know, if you're making a bet on DJ Moore, you got to make a little bit of a bet on on, on Sam Darnold. And you know, we, we've seen that the whole Adam Gase narrative where guys leave Adam Gase and then they become obvious superstars. I and mean, we've seen it, Ryan Tannehill, you know, right on down the line. But do I think he's going to be that? No. But I think Sam Darnold can be a streamer this year, and really, that's all he needs. I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater can support three top twenty-four wide receivers, I see no reason why Sam Darnold can't. Uh, at least do the same now that he's got McCaffrey, he's got DJ Moore. So I've obviously made a sizable bet here on the Carolina Panthers this year. Right, right. And so we are back to me. Uh, Professor, you went Galladay and Claypool. So you and Kev both have four receivers now. Uh, same with Team 7, notorious heavy heavy wide receiver drafter there. Um I was going to take Terrell Henderson, by the way, if he if uh, he wasn't taken. Really, yeah. that's controversial yep. right now. Yeah, I mean, for, so he's still a fourth round pick for you for both of you, obviously. I'm not concerned about Sony Michelle. I mean, Sony Michelle's pretty much just been a guy. I don't think you know. We saw Adam Schefter say Sony what Sony Michelle can be a you know the lead back in this offense. I don't know if I buy that, but. You know, I think I think he's certainly an upgrade over the options. Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, those guys. I think he'll have a role in the offense. Do I think Darrell Henderson is just going to be seeding touches to Sony Michelle? I can't see that. But you know, stranger things have happened. I'm still willing to bet on Darrell Henderson as far as the talent goes. So I haven't really moved him that far off of where he was pre uh, Sony Michelle. And then. Uh... I agree with that. And then Drake, you uh, you actually ended up just sneaking in some sneaky wide receiver depth here with a nice little trio of guys. Now you got Lockett, Thielen, and Judy. I really like that. Uh, Berm, you're up on the clock now. And let's look through your team here real quick. You uh, started with Dalvin Cook, went DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Daryl Henderson, and Jamar Chase. And now up to you here for the 6'11". Where are you going? Right, so I'm thinking um, I've got running back and wide receiver covered. Um, might be uh, about time to pick a quarterback at this point. Um, at this stage, uh, with at least the rankings that I'm seeing, I guess I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last year, big season, I think people haven't talked about 
that season enough. I mean, he had what 48 touchdowns. That's not something that you know yeah. most quarterbacks are going to do. If he has, I mean, anywhere near that this year in his final year at Green Bay, more than likely. So you're uh, buying into I mean, this last dance? Yeah, yeah. So another thing that I, I like the narrative. I rarely <laughs> play the narrative. Um, uh, but I, I like the narrative for Aaron Rodgers trying to break some records here with, you know, 17 game season. It's his last year in Green Bay. He wants to go out with a bang. He wants to uh, you know, set records if he possibly can. So so you're back up at, on the clock here. Are you thinking um, add to your running backs or where's your head at? Uh, and real quick, Kev, I saw you got the stack with the, the little Dak stack. So I like that. I was a little worried. I thought Dak was going where Rodgers did, so I was happy to. I thought that's get yeah. That. I thought Berm. I thought you were going to go Dak as well. So you obviously are buying into the last dance more than uh, more than some of that early season mega volume that we saw from Dak. Right. Yeah. So I, I opted for the uh, the narrative with Aaron Rodgers over Dak. I mean, both have great upside. I think they're both going to be you know have about uh, similar stats. I mean, Aaron Rodgers a you little less. I see. I see. All right. All right. All right. Buzzer beater. <laughs> Noah fan. I like it. And Brian, I mean, you go Jerry Judy. Go back with Beckham. Love that there. I mean, what's not to love about Jerry Judy this year? Yeah. And, and this was my whole point about, you know, you don't. And, and hey, I've drafted different ways each draft. But the more I look at it and I'm like, how much different? is Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen, Jerry Judy, Odell Beckham, then, you know, four guys you're going to take in rounds one through four. It's not that different, especially when you jam in there. Oh, by the way, Kamara, Gibson, and George Kittle are my other players. Like, to me, just receiver is so deep that, you know, you don't have to do all the work in rounds one, two, and three on on that position. And also, let's, let's be fair. With this software, Patrick Mahomes went in round two where maybe in your normal league he wouldn't. So that completely changed the complexion of round two, where likely Antonio Gibson would have went before my pick and and Darren Waller probably would have fell to me. So it would have changed the whole complexion of my draft. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, something bonkers always happens when we're on Sleeper. I remember when we did the two QB draft on here, um, I think that was like four or five shows ago. You know, the computer was just late round QB bro. Like, and it's a super flex. So it was, so I don't know. Might have to get, oh, that's some, weird. Might have to get some followers, uh, you know, <laughs> joining up here. Like you guys were talking about before the show. Um, wow. I can't believe Tyler Boyd was available. I almost took Tyler Boyd Great in pick. the seventh. Yeah. Yes. But getting him in the eighth, I really like that a lot. Um, I was between Sutton and Boyd. I went Sutton, but yeah. I mean, and then Boyd's so much safer and he still possesses like, upside on any given week yeah and now this is now drake it's back to you you already have two running backs but we're starting to get to that point of the draft the three you know most attractive rookie backs after Najee have all gone we've we've seen trey sermon come off the board Mm -hmm. to steve at the turn michael carter just went right before my boyd pick uh we've already had uh javante williams go off the board to kevin um and now we're getting to that that area where there's really only like a couple guys that are the the num- the real true starting running back, um, you know. Mm-hmm. I, but what are you looking at doing here? Well, so I've already got my four receivers. I've got my tight end in Kittle, and I've got two 
you know, fairly good running backs, I think can be top five in Kamara and Gibson. And I know that, you know, uh, the doc and Kevin don't need a quarterback more than likely. They're not going to take a quarterback here. I I do need one. And Damian Harris is still on the board for the Patriots. Uh, I think he's going to score double digit touchdowns this year. If Mac Jones is the quarterback and I hope he is. And for my third running back, somebody who I can put in for bye weeks or, or a flex if I need to, I think Damian Harris is a slam dunk in the end of the eighth round. I feel like I threw you the alley-oop on that slam dunk. I, I mean, you, <laughs> I, I led you right into that Harris pick. That's exactly the guy I was talking about. I mean, this is this is a great pick in round eight. Um, and, way, and way to use that three pick. You know, I love the three pick and the ten pick, um, you know, where, where I'm at right now because you can kind of keep an eye on those two guys. But I don't know if you're like me, bro. Like when I start getting to – like three teams I'm keeping track of. I, I kind of start losing losing track of shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like the three and the ten for that reason. You can kind of keep your eyes peeled, you know, to what the other two teams are doing. But um, you know, it's not it's not a hectic lifestyle. So I love that Michael Pittman pick from Berman. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, he has he has wide receiver one uh, upside. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not the quarterback situation is. Uh, going to be stable yeah stable and uh yeah a a good fit we could say uh in the nicest way possible yeah some of the upside on these receivers right here is just absurd yeah yeah fuller and gallup here at the uh at the eight nine turn excellent work um kevin i mean you already have you know, four stud receivers, and then you add to the stable with Fuller and Gallup. Of course, we know Fuller is going to be out in week one, but you get a guy that's coming back healthy for sure in week two. So that's kind of nice to add to that. You get the DAC double stack as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in this format, I mean, looking to start three wide receivers and two flexes. So, I mean, winning the race to the flex is just paramount for me as far as filling those with high upside wide receivers. I mean, I mean, just start those three and then what T T Higgins, Fuller Gallup. And then, you know, if I end up getting another receiver or even a running back, if I take one later that, you know, ends up popping off Uh, Javante Williams, maybe in a late season, you know, if he gets that role from Gordon. Um, So I I really like the makeup of my team right now. I mean, Fuller and Gallup are, are, are two priority guys, especially in this, uh, this range as far as guys with upside with paths to being, you know, certainly Gallup in a, in a high volume offense fuller can be the one. Yeah. He's only there for a year and he's not going to be there for week one, but you know, he was fantastic last season uh, with a more intermediate role, uh, you know, for Houston last season. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I completely agree with that. And then Berm swinging back to you. You take your third running back in David Johnson. Um, what's kind of what are you expecting out of the Texans' backfield this year? Well, so uh, I would say that uh, last year uh, David Johnson he looked better than um, most people expected. He had over a uh, thousand yards last year, uh, eight touchdowns. He only played twelve games, um, but the problem is the Texans not the uh, not looking like the greatest uh, team this year, Um, maybe a losing record for them. So they might be playing from behind a lot. That's the thing that would worry me about uh, David Johnson. Also, they have some other guys there like uh, Philip Lindsay um, that might take some touches. Not too worried about um, Mark Ingram. Um, 
Rex Burkhead as much, but I think David Johnson will still be the number one guy there, and you know he'll still get enough of that goal line work. That great pick, Brian. Get there, yeah. I just search him. All right, so um, Leia, let's get let's get a little recap going here, uh, Brian. You got Hertz, and then you just snagged Callaway. Um, let me see. I went Davis. Uh, Corey Davis and Darnell Mooney, and then Professor, you went Higby and Gus Edwards. So we're kind of getting into that uh, that hefty flex territory here. Kevin, you were just talking about that. Um, everybody's pretty much supplied with tight ends as well. Um, fellas, you want to grab any final thoughts on your team? Um, I'll throw it to you first, Professor. Um. Well, yeah, so we're going to – We're. I guess we're going to finish up the uh... – the 11th round here. So, you know, as far as, uh, you know, your onesies, if you want to like get those, um, but we're not doing any kicker or defense. Um, But I think me and Kevin pretty much are going with a similar strategy. It seems um, where I went two running backs and then loaded up on receiver. He went one loaded up. We're both going upside him with Javante, me with Trey Sermon. Um, And then I get Higby as a late round tight end because I think he can warrant the volume. So, I mean, it's just upside receivers, Claypool and Galladay, both touchdown guys. Presumably, you know, I want them to both be upwards of 10 touchdowns, and I've already got my volume with Amari and Chris Godwin. So that's kind of how I built that team. Yeah, the, uh, the there's we all kind of took slightly different strategies here. Um, <laughs> as you see my daughter craw- crawling out, of the the background. Oh, I missed her. Um, the <laughs> no, apologies. I'm a bit I'm a bit distracted. Um, the what are you gonna do? The uh, no, we we all did take kind of different paths, but um, you know, a couple of you guys definitely loaded up. You know, on the receivers. Um, you know, firing all the bullets. You know, one after another there. So I do kind of like that strategy and building that depth up. Um, Berm, I wanted to talk about real quick uh your team some quick thoughts about kind of what you're doing here and uh in as we're in the end game of the draft yeah so i usually like to go balanced approach get get your running back a couple of stud wide receivers um out of the out of the gates uh and then fill in rest of the positions um as they come up um with you know uh, the best adp for that position so when you know no offense on the board there. I think he was a good enough value to take uh, in the seventh round. I think overall I'm pretty good on receivers, but there's still a lot of um, plenty, a lot of sleepers, of course, that can absolutely be a, a season changer that can still uh, that you know still still on the board. Yeah, I mean, I'm tr- I'm kind of trying at the uh, after a certain point. You know, I don't know what round that is for you guys, but after like round eight, I mean, I'm pretty much swinging for the fences wherever I'm going. Um, Drake, final thoughts here on kind of your team through the first 11 rounds? Yeah. Uh, drafting from this three hole, really liked it. Uh, you know, I've got that early tight end, and I think Kittle, if he stays healthy, is going to be, you know, be pushing Waller for that tight end two role this year. And, you know, man, I just really like those wide receivers that you can get in four, five, six, uh, and then if you can still 
kind of hang out and find that third back because you're always going to need them throughout the season. You know, I, this is a team full of guys who are starting, and it's nobody that I've got to kind of hope and pray that gets a role. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you really sneak into some good receiver depth there if you just kind of mm-hmm. hammer those four picks in a row. And Kevin, you did the same thing, but in rounds two through five, um, and just, I mean, just an absolute stud stable of wide receivers. Um, how do you like how your team rounded out, bud? I uh, love it. Uh, I love, you know, being able to double tap Jefferson Lamb, DJ yep. Moore Higgins, who are two of my um, highest exposures uh, as far as any players um, in all my drafts so far. And then, yeah, um, you know, getting McCaffrey really offers a lot of flexibility as far as you don't have to, you know, really prioritize RB2, but getting an, uh, uh, you know, an option like Javante Williams, who doesn't have to be the number one guy right away. He doesn't have to get those touches and can learn and get into that role later on in the season as kind of a closer, like, you know, Jonathan Taylor did last year, like Miles Sanders did the year before, um, you know, and then getting Dak Prescott, who, I mean, he was on pace for what, 700 passing attempts last year. So <laughs> getting him with Lamb and then Gallup later, um, you know, and then just kind of littering with, um, you know, so upside guys like Jamal Williams, who now we have DeAndre Swift with a groin injury. He was already going to get some work anyway, so that could, you know, certainly come into his favor. Naheem Hines is kind of a floor play. Um, you know, that's the bet that maybe Jonathan Taylor doesn't take as much of a passing game role as, you know, we would expect. Um, but still, Naheem Hines is, a, you know, a very solid floor pick for um, maybe as an RB2 while waiting for a guy like Javante Williams to get his legs under him. And I didn't take a tight end yet, but I would double tap, you know, whoever is left for me, you know, by like Engram, Komet, Gerald Everett, guys like that. No, that's, I mean, that's a good point. There's still, you know, we talked about this uh, previously, but I mean, we are, we do kind of like always lean towards maybe there being a little more tight end depth than there always ends up actually being. It's always, we always like kind of fool ourselves, but you mean, I mean, you're, pay, you're pretty much taking the right strategy. If you're going to wait, you might as well just kind of double tap late and see what you This get. year, especially, I mean, Johnny Smith is, is stands out to me as someone who you can get really late, who still has like a, a lot of upside. And if it doesn't work out, it's a 12th round pick. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a lot of touchdown dependency at the tight end position. And I mean, I think it's all, we all know how uh, noisy touchdowns can be as far as like a stat and how consistent they can be sometimes, but that's, you know, I mean, if you get lucky with like some Bob Tanyan luck, I mean, that's, you know, that, that ends up being pretty, pretty useful. And uh, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, Drake, Kevin and uh, of course Berm, your first episode here at the Hot Take. Um, I wanted to throw it to you guys real quick, Kevin. I'll th- I'll throw it to you first, man. I feel like I kind of shorted you on the intro, so I'm going to give you the floor here to kind of talk about what you got going on and let people know where they can find you, man. All good, man. Thanks for uh, for having me. You can find me at K Tompkins II on Twitter. Um, sometimes I draft running backs. Most of the time I draft wide receivers. Um, you can find my stuff <laughs> on. Uh, Ballblastfootball.com, uh, as well as Fantasy Pros, uh, Fighting Chance Fantasy, as always, um, with my fellow Syracuse and uh, Mr. Brian Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drake, and thanks again for you coming on the show as well, man. Uh, give everybody a real quick reminder of where they can find you and uh, where they can you know catch all your stuff. Yeah, really appreciate it, guys. This was a blast. Um, you yeah. know, always enjoy chopping it up with Kevin, and it's great to be on for the first time with you folks. And uh, yeah, check me out Saturdays and Sundays, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, 3 to 5, the Pro Football Focus Show, and uh, anywhere you get podcasts, the Fantasy Football Hustle with myself and Dwayne McFarland. We just posted our draft plan episode. 
it's the best thing we do all year. So if you're cramming for your draft, go check it out. Fantastic. Yeah, you guys are probably both uh, feeling right at home, you you Syracuse guys, with this hot take orange, huh? <laughs> well, usually <laughs> if right. it was traditional Syracuse, we would do nothing for the first seven rounds, and then we would come on like a house of fire at the end, and you know, and then disappoint in the final round. <laughs> and, but, but you're drunk as hell and you're having fun <laughs> love it man i love it syracuse <laughs> uh, berm any final thoughts here this evening uh well thanks for having me on it was great uh i look forward to doing it again all season um where can the where can the people catch you at on twitter man at uh so my i don't you i'm not uh very active on twitter but uh you can find me at at Peace by inches FF. Well, they can at least catch your your screenshots when you take down the showdown slates here. Exactly. That's this pretty year. much the only reason I even made a Twitter was, you know, after I took down the, you know, the one, um, the, one. <laughs> that, the one Sunday night, uh, yeah, Millie Maker. Yeah. I mean, well, you're being, you're being modest because you've taken down a couple of showdowns and I drafted in the 10th round, one of those guys that was on that, that showdown winner, Gus Edwards. Gus so, Edwards, yeah, oh, that was big. That was the big. I think it was a Sunday night game against the Steelers. That was that was huge. Get that clout, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, of course, I, I can't forget to give a shout out to our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Wanted to encourage you guys to check those guys out. If you're if you want to get into the player prop streets, I mean, there's money to be made in the player prop game this year and thrive fantasy is definitely going to help you guys do that wanted to remind you guys you can get an instant 100 deposit match bonus up to a hundred dollars for new users so definitely encourage you guys to check it out they already have a hundred thousand dollar guaranteed contest live for nfl week one it is a twenty dollar entry with 20k up top to first place and again, you guys can get that 100% instant deposit map bonus if you use promo code Hot Take. That is Hot Take H O T T A K E, all one word, all caps, all day long. And fellas, uh, again, want to appreciate uh, all you guys stopping by. Professor, any final thoughts before we get out of here, man? No, I'm excited about Thrive. I'm excited about uh, props this year and uh, helping everybody win some cash. You know, we we got it. We we did this over under episode. We're going to be doing more of that. Uh, Dr. Berman's going to be along for the ride. Very excited for the season. No doubt, brother. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. So for myself, for the professor, Mr. Stephen Taroni, the OG of the show, for our newest member of the Hot Take Squad, Dr. Berman, for Brian Drake, for Kevin Tompkins. Thank you. This has been the Hot Take Podcast live stream.